Welcome to the Sports Desk and your Monday evening. I'm Sam and Hennett, joined again by Jerry and, and Jason Evans on... He's done it. <laughs> he has done it. On the Monday Round show, of course, it. the Monday crew back in. We're starting to branch out now. We've got a different crew that we're building for Friday evenings as well, so it's going to be an exciting, fully, fully-fledged Sports Desk, and we've got plenty of stories to get through. Uh, good evening to all of you. It's good to see you, Sam. It's an exciting day in the world of sport. Uh, interesting round of breakdown. A lot of interesting news, Jerry, <laughs> informed me of. Uh, he'll be breaking a lot down in the NBA, but there was a big one he brought up to me that I found quite funny. I think it's a bit soft, but what do you make of it? Yeah, I think it was a bit soft as well, but he could be suspended. Um, more to talk in this Jokic. What happened? What did he do? Yeah, so pretty much um, one of the Phoenix Suns players... Oh, um, like fouled him and then afterwards he fell on the ground and then it was very close to one of the um, supporters. So then one of the supporters actually um, touched Jokic um, and then after that, um, the Jokic kind of gave him a little shove and then the um, <laughs> Phoenix um, GM actually went in front of Jokic and said, what are you doing, mate? And then <laughs> gave a little nudge to the GM. So he might be missing the next game. Um Possibly. He wasn't ejected. He only got a flagrant for that. But, um, yeah, it's either a fine or a suspension because, yeah, he shouldn't be doing any contact with um, fans or GMs. Even mm, though Certainly yeah. not. The way he was selling it, though, he was overselling it, kind of like AFL 23. Yeah. <laughs> selling the candy. <laughs> selling the candy in many ways that you don't think are possible, but when you look into it, you realise... They're breaking laws of physics. It's been quite the ride experiencing AFL 23, I'm hearing, between you and Jerry and Sam, yeah, who have played a, this game in the last week. Spoke a bit about it on uh, Friday. Um, it's it's getting there, and it will get there. I, I think a lot of people uh, need to uh, maybe lower their expectations a little <laughs> bit. because. Um, but for what, for what it's worth, I think what they're trying to put out has probably been the biggest um, of any sports game. In Australia, there's just so much increases in, in and, and stuff that's in the, in the game that it's not all there yet, but it'll definitely be there, and I think it'll be be exciting. And so, just just hold your horses, like, even if you don't have the game now. Like you're just like, all right, I'll wait till it gets to a point where uh, it wants to be. Then th- that's okay. But I I've partially enjoyed some of it. The game crashing hasn't been great, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, but surely you would want a functioning game when it's released, right? Yeah, but I, th- I think there's other factors that maybe they have to put something out. Um, they've only got a limited time, and then maybe maybe they were just forced to put out something because you have to build a b- game, you know, uh, f- for discs now. Even though not many people buy discs, there's got to be a certain base level of the game that's ready enough for the disc. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I think it'll s- slowly get there. Who, who um, was your first game, by the way? Carlton versus who? Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, no, I played North Melbourne. I, I did. Oh, <laughs> oh, really? Did didn't you? verse AI first time. I versed my mate, so that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you play as North? 
No, I played as the Blues. Oh, you played as the Blues against yeah. North. Yes. Oh, okay, fair enough. And we did it at uh, Churnside Park. Yeah, uh, yeah. Was it? Um, by the way, was it your mate Josh who rang in onto the studio one day to try yes. and cheer? You Jerry remember? On? Yes, that was the Good Friday bet. Oh yes. yeah, that didn't go too well. <laughs> so good on you, Josh, if you're listening. Ah, uh, yep. Um, also in the news today, uh, Sam Kerr has limped up after scoring Chelsea's bi- uh, sorry scoring in Chelsea's big uh, win over Everton, setting a ripple of concern through the Matildas World Cup camp. Sam Kerr has uh, limped off after scoring um, in a win, um, and uh, the fitness of Kerr is also a paramount importance. So hopefully, there's I think there's a couple of Matildas that probably uh, a bit. Scary, not sure of their availability, uh, but she is certainly one that you don't want to lose. Um, we saw her be the flag bearer on the weekend for the coronation, which is interesting to see. Fantastic. Mm. Can I ask you a quick question, Sam? Yes. It was broken. Uh, Sam was making this a discussion point before we came on air. I'm not sure if he wants to break this down later on in the show when we get to our round ball analysis, but you were very surprised by, uh, it was uh, what was it, West United, Western United losing eight players, including a goalkeeper. Yeah, mean, so um, they just must be clearing out the broom cupboard or something. <laughs> um, it's a bit shocking to see, but uh, they've had a downward tra- trajectory, uh, Western United, this year. They still... Look, in the early phases of their of their years, so um, I, I think it's hard for players that really want to stick around because they don't have a club room, they don't have much of a supporter base at the moment, huh. um, so it's going to be hard to keep players contracted for a while, especially when they're not performing well. Uh, so yeah, they lost Aizu Bayou, Ajek Diu, sorry, my pronunciation on these, Ben Collins, James Teresi, Jamie Young, the goalkeeper, uh, Leo LaCroix. Um, Neil Kilkenny, Ryan Scott, and Tongo Dumbia. So they've got a lot of work to do in their off-season at West United, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. Don't often see that many exit at once. No, and there will be an A-League breakdown, I'm guessing, later in the show. Yes, definitely. Uh, Also in the news today, Ben Simmons has not been included in the Boomers Extended World Cup squad, while veteran centre Aaron Baines is another key admission from Guy. Now, how do you pronounce this... um, Jerry, Brian Gujaran? Oh, that's right, yeah. Gujaran, 18-man list, three-time NBA All-Star. Simmons missed uh, the late stages of the NBA season with um, a, a, with Brooklyn with a back issue. However, the likelihood of him featuring at the August-September showpiece surged uh, after the coach public endorsement last week. Gujaran has left uh, the divisive talent out of the 18-man list announced on Monday, but can still including him in the, in the final 12-man uh, line up for the August 25th opener in Japan if Simon is declared declared fit and able. What do you think of that, Jerry? Yeah, I just think, yeah, he hasn't been performing well with Brooklyn at all this season. So, um, yeah, it's even though he's injured, the emotion is um, understandable because ever since what's happened with Philly, he just hasn't hit his um, top form like a few years back when he won Rookie of the Year and whatnot. So I just hope he gets back to his you know, best form. Because Australia can use him as, like, a power forward, point guard. He can play pretty much any position. So, yeah. Yep. But it's good to see Dyson Daniels, a young gun, get selected. Obviously, Giddy's one of the headlines and Paddy Mills still leading the boomers. Yep. Any other surprises in there that you think that's re- really cool to see? Um, Just looking at the list now. Well, I like Jock Landau because he played really well for Phoenix and he's still featuring in their squad um, a few times off the bench for playoffs, I'm pretty sure. So... It's really good to see as well. 
Okay. Um, also, moving on to um, Ange Postacoglu. He is one win away from a historic treble with Celtic after a Glasgow Giants uh, won back-to-back. Uh, sorry, after the <laughs> Glasgow Giants won back-to-back titles with a 2-0 win against Hearts. Celtic clinched the second leg of its latest uh, bid for three domestic trophies in one season by retaining the league title with four games to spare. Uh, he says, I'm just really proud of this group of players and staff. Uh, they've maintained an absolutely ridiculous standard this year. They are relentless in their approach. Uh, having success last year, you always worry as a manager, are they going to be as hungry? From the first day, they haven't let up and a credit to every single one of them. So Celtic have now got 53 titles in their history, only two off Rangers record of 55 after winning 11th championship in the past 12 years. And the last story we'll go to before we come back with the AFL next um, pretty interesting and really hot off the press this morning, because uh, sorry, this afternoon, because uh, a statement has just been put out by Collingwood uh, for the booing from the fans uh, to Lance Franklin. Collingwood have apologised uh, to Sydney Swans and Lance Franklin. I'll quickly read the statement here. So Collingwood, Captain Darcy Moore, Senior Coach Craig, Craig McRae and CEO Craig Kelly uh, wish to apologise to the Sydney Swans and to Lance Buddy Franklin. The club does not support booing, particularly champions of the game. Yesterday was the first time we played the Swans at the MCG in a decade. It provided an opportunity to respect a champion of the game and we fell short. Buddy is a great Australian football player and what he's achieved uh, on the field over a long period of time demands a high level of respect to our members and supporters. We are on an exciting journey at Collingwood and we do not take... Uh, do not take it for granted uh, the unwavering support you provide us at every game, home or away. Our fans turn up like no other. You're the 19th player. You're loud. You're passionate. You're emotional. We hope the no- next time we get the chance to witness a champion of the game and we treat them with respect, the same respect we ask for when it comes to our players and our champions. Uh, interesting to, to come straight out pretty much early. Uh, I mean, we know the stuff about Adam Goods in the past, but uh, it's interesting one. I'd... I, I just think it's one of those things that an, an incident might happen off the ball that someone might not see. Someone boos the next free rose boo because they hear it. They think he's done. Maybe whether they've not seen it or anything, um, and then a chain reaction just happens, and then it will get booed for the rest of the game. But I don't think there's any malice in it. Uh, I just think uh, he was getting into Nick Dacos earlier <laughs> on, and uh, they they picked the target because because they only boo him because he is good. Yeah. And he, I think so. I mean, I'm taking Collingwood supporters to a high level of intelligence here, which they're not. And send me you're receiving time. a defamation letter in the post this uh, Tuesday morning. Because as we all know, uh, Nick Dacos is the centre of the universe. Uh, <laughs> Horn Francis. Well, see, I mean, that's the same thing. They've been booing him as well. So it's he's not the only player to be booed by them. Uh, I think this... Blows up a lot. We've booed players for years, but but just for some reason at the moment, it any time it significantly happens where it's noticeable, then it just gets brought up. All right. um, what, what do you think of, uh, overall is booing a part? Is uh, is a part of the game to you or not? I um, I'm just gonna abstain from comment on that one. I think Sam, I let, I'm gonna let this story play out a bit before we get. Oh, so, so I'll let a conclusion go because I, uh, I do think um, dirty play is worth booing. Yeah, yeah, I I, th- I think there is room for it in the game. Yeah. It's just for like not bumping. abuse. Yeah, no, but voice your displeasure. Yeah, but if it's coming with a with an intent of malice, well then, 
you're, you're at a sporting event. There's more important things than that. Yeah, of course. And it can't be constant. Like with Buddy, that was like all game after he bumped Nick Dacos. So all game. Yeah, yeah. it's not good enough. Yeah. Well, we'll move quickly on to a bit more of a light-hearted topic as we go into our first song break and break down round yep. eight of the AFL. Uh, Jerry, uh, you brought this to my attention. Matt Rowell's pre-game routine is that he eats grass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did said, like, see this. That was shocking. I've never seen this. It's strangest game footage. I don't know if he's just trying to like, you know how they say you got to like be one with the ground and your environment. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was like massaging the grass and he stuck it in his mouth. <laughs> Let's was... see how that affected uh, Gold Coast's performance in round oh, eight after wow. this next song, Sam. Oh, I can't wait to break that down. I've just been thrown off by that. I forgot about that. <laughs> All right. Anyway, this is a new one from the Hives. When we come back, yes, AFL to talk through. The Hives on the sports desk on sin on your uh, Friday evening. It's a Monday evening. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I wonder if I'll get through, like, a, a clean sweep. He's reflecting get a upon weeks. his Friday evening, which was uh, kicked off round eight of the AFL. Semi, hit the thing. Carlton lost to Brisbane. Thoughts? Yep, that was uh, uh, a horrible game to witness. I was so excited because I was in here on Friday and building up the game. Yeah. Big thank uh, you to Oscar. Welcome on. to the family. Yeah, we, we can't wait supporter. to saying early that we were expanding the team. So I can't wait to um, uh, see more voices and hear more voices on the sports desk. But yes, yes uh, Brisbane Lions, 26-point victors, 100-74. to 74. Um, r- Terrible performance from the Blues again. Uh, just as I get, you know, excited. <laughs> Granted, it was only West Coast, but... Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> Who can forget that moment? Yeah, we uh, have to pummel them. I will not be confident about this side unless we pummel them by 100 points. <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't know. There's, there's something going wrong. There's something going wrong, and I do worry. I do worry because it almost feels like we're starting to go on a backwards path, um, and we've got a tough, tough couple of weeks coming up. Mm. Um, and we play any performance like that, it's just not going to be nowhere near. And granted, Brisbane didn't play that flash hot either, um, but we just, I don't know. There's just, just no accountability, uh, no idea where they're going. Um, I've, I've spent, I, I think <laughs> I said enough this weekend on Friday um, after the game and to friends and stuff that, that just I've lost all the words now. Let's get a, ref- a fresh well, perspective mate. then with Jerry. Well, according to sources, I think Carlton conceded uh, 85, oh, sorry, 85 points um, out of Brisbane's 100 points from turnovers. So that just tells you the whole story. If a ball use wasn't great from the lose and... Yeah, we should be called the Turnover Blues. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Uh, just that's what the Blues are all about, as Albert King once said. Uh, <laughs> Saturday, interestingly enough, uh, interesting results. Yep, uh, Richmond forty-six points. Um, uh, I think they needed to suffer <laughs> oh, was... their embarrassing loss the weekend before against the Gold Coast Suns. <laughs> and um, yeah, back to the MCG where they're a bit more happy, I guess. Well, their midfielders turned up. Toronto 30 and two goals. Bolton kicked three goals, two, 31. And Hopper, um, a goal and 32 touches. So Yeah, decent performance. Uh, I think, um, look, they'll be a bit angry with themselves. Whether that's good enough for them to even make finals, I don't think so. And Jer- I think they're, I well, think it's they're still West Coast Eagles, so. Uh, um, and sorry, Jerry, did West Coast suffer yet another injury? 
I think they did, mate. Um, so one of their forwards, um, Cully, was subbed out during the second quarter, so done a knee. Um, not sure of the severity of the knee injury, but it could be medium to long term. So, oh, no. Uh, it's probably six to eight weeks. Um, and Oscar Allen did his knee as well, but he came back on the field. So, yeah, there's two forwards that they could lose for the next few weeks. Um, and their injury list is... Yeah, is that is, half yeah. their list? Yeah, Both well, you still senior list out. and reserves? Yeah. Like, insane. What's happening over there? Is there is there some sort of bug there at the same scale of the you know the nine the thirteen hundred bubonic <laughs> plague or something like that? But instead of black death, it's just you're going to be hurt for a very long time. We're yeah, going to well, physically maim you. Row of injuries from West Coast. Yeah, it, well, it was injuries and COVID the, the year before, oh, yeah. and now, now it's just now it's just simply injuries. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. That's <laughs> what has there ever been a precedent like this? Oh, well, you'd have to go back a few years, I reckon. Likely. Yeah. And uh, academic performance for Richmond, and I'm sure Sam's got some stats for us to share. Yeah, no, we're just going through. Um, Shy Bolton, uh, three goals, two. Dion Prestia, three goals. Uh, Taranto, two goals, one. Uh, Hopper, 32. Bolton, 31. So, uh, I mean, there's positive. When there, those acquisitions were made, this is the sort of game you'd expect well, Richmond yeah, to have every week. before yeah. the season began, but we haven't seen it yet. So maybe it's just things haven't been clicking. Also on Saturday afternoon, it was um, uh, the Geelongs. Uh, sorry, the Geelong Cats over the Crows by twenty six points. Fourteen goals, fourteen ninety eight, eleven six seventy two. Fourteen is a lot of misses. So <laughs> it could have been a lot worse, maybe for the Crows. Um, Jeremy Cameron three goals, two for him. Uh, the Big Tex had three goals. Uh, Simpson two goals, one. Rankin two go, two, go, two, two goals, one. Uh, Jordan Dawson, 29 disposals. Tom Stewart, 24. Uh, how did you see Adelaide? That was always going to be a tough challenge going to GMHBA. Yeah, well, they were very competitive throughout the game. Like, I think the margin halftime was two, three goals. So there wasn't much in it. It's just Geelong just were more polished and yep. played a better game. Like, Stewart had seven marks in the back line playing his usual role. And the only multiple goal kicker was really Tex Walker with three goals for the Crows. So... Yeah, Rankin and a few of the other youngsters were a bit quiet. Yep. Uh, the Suns in a thriller against Melbourne at Heritage Bank Stadium up in the Goldie. 4.35. Oh, Melbourne by five points. I don't know if you've seen the thriller end to that, but, uh, gee, a shot, a late shot. I saw shot. the who, shot. Who was the shot by again? I'm trying to remember. Was it Nick Holman? Yeah, uh, it was that or was it Anderson? I've... Maybe. Fact I can't checkers, remember. Instagram.com <laughs> forward slash sports decks. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, no, it was really Slide looking like, really, maybe they got a buzz off that Richmond win away from home in Melbourne. To get in the win in Melbourne is pretty good for or the Suns. Or maybe they're just threatening and they um, just haven't been well, able to take the scalp yet. I just, yeah, I, I, I thought that they were going to go up a little bit this year and I'm still waiting for them to really put that in. They so need maybe one a more big scalp. Yeah. Mm. And Melbourne have been open to a few scalps recently, so uh, interesting on them. One I of them, this person on the panel, uh, took one of those scalps. Yep. Noah Anderson, 37 yeah. disposals. That is massive. He is an exciting prospect. It's better than real. Okay, really? <laughs> I'm not no, going to chicken at this point because... Um, There's no hot take chicken being no. used here, but that's uh, an interesting point. If he's going to eat grass, I don't think he's going to get many disposals. <laughs> What's going on? 
Uh, uh, McPherson, 30 disposals. Swallow, 25. Power, 25. Still one of the... Uh, we'll have to do like the top 10 just strangest thing you've ever seen on a footy yeah, field. Yeah, no that's worries. definitely in that. Uh, Roses with four goals. Uh, Mabi Chol with two goals. Uh, ben King to Casbolt too. So, look, we might be seeing a, a late surge here from the Suns. Be I f- interesting. I fear for Matt Rowell's appendix. <laughs> okay, yep. <laughs> GWSV Western Bulldogs. Yes. Canberra. Uh, Last time we played there was snowing. <laughs> yeah, well, one of the Tony times. Seven goals last time. Was it ten, seven? Far out. 10, yeah. 11, 71 to 13, 8, 86. Great Bulldogs game. by 15 points. Wow, I really do think Toby Gray it would have been a bit of the anchor. They really yeah. missed out on him this game. Tom Green um, played good at least. Yeah. Three goals, three well, that's what touches. everyone thought. It's like, Toby Green is playing. He's on the stat sheet. No, that's Tom Green. Yeah. Uh, so three goals, one for Tom Green. Um, and 38 disposals, massive. 34 for Josh Kelly. Uh, Bailey Smith got 32. Bontempelli, 32. Whitfield, 31. Uh, the other goal scorers, Jesse Hogan, two goals, three. Aaron Norton, three goals, two. Uh, Callum Ward, two goals. And now he's continuing now to show me up, Aaron Norton, ever since I said on the show that he was a bit of an overrated forward. He's, he's keeping <laughs> goals now. So. Well, you've got to think about it in the f- fact that every time they bomb it forward, the dogs, there's always at least a two defenders to the side of Norton and one behind. He is a magnet for defenders and then you yep. get all your small forwards to kind of work around that. It's actually kind of – I now kind of half are seeing why they've decided to go tall in the four because they've got enough scrappy midfielders and small forwards to pick up the scraps. But not only that, that game was a demonstration of a Norton and of a Lobb and of a Hagen. What, what that forward line structure looks yeah. like. It's very nice. But- First half also too, Marcus Bontempelli's show – Showed incredible clean football in the wet, and then Bailey Smith went on to match that in the second. That's how in the second half, and that's how you get the um, equal uh, major ball win. Good crowd in uh, Monica. Yeah, it's always nice to see. And then they had the Tom Green fan club. They always seem to set up a fan club for every game. That's the only thing about GWS that sells out. I think the fan club. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we didn't really get to see the bit of the argy bargy I was expecting. It wasn't too much of it. Um, because, of course, ever since the 2016... Prelim? Prelim, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, That's where the rivalry comes from. Mm. It's uh, No, it's good to see a modern rivalry develop. We'll see how that transpires. But no, I'm seeing where this, how this structure sort of... I think they said it was rejigged a bit after a few losses earlier in the year. Is that correct, Sam? Uh, well, maybe, if they're, if they're getting wins now when they weren't. <laughs> yeah, potentially. I, I, uh, but I think the Giants have probably improved a little bit as well, but they mm. did really miss um, oh. Toby Green in this. And we are seeing serious improvement from the Dogs too. Yeah, yeah. Back in top eight. Potentially. Yep. Again, come round 12, we're going to sit at this table again and reassess mm. our ladder predictions we gave at the start Four of the year. Four more weeks. Yeah. Uh, the other Saturday night game, a bit disappointing for viewers, not the greatest of games. 69 points, Victors, the Fremantle Dockers, Hawthorne really struggling. Nice. Um, they say football's in a great position, isn't it? Uh, uh, Frederick, three goals. Uh, I mean, it was good for the uh, good for the Frio fans because they've not had the greatest start. Good for the so city of Perth, big, I guess. Massive win for them. Um, yeah, everyone was pretty much on the score sheet in that game. Yeah. Um, not much to say about that. Uh, yeah. Unless Jerry, there was some major takeaway you had. No, it wasn't. To be nah. honest, no, very sure. Well, expectable. Well. Off to Sunday we go then. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Port Adelaide by five points against the Bombers. 12, 20, 92, 39, 87. 20 behinds for Port Adelaide. They should have won by 30 points. They should have won by 40 points. 
But uh, inaccurate kicking, I guess. The Bombers were in the lead, though. You they were in the lead. Short. 20 behind. <laughs> it was 20. It was 10 goals won going into the second half. That well, was quite when good. Ridley went down, that's Ridley going down was out. a pain. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, the old um, soundbite of Ron Barassi, bloody weak as piss. Hold your ground, Bombers. Come on. Have some clean possession for once, please. They're a bit more in it than I expected, though. Yeah. Um, but a port continue this run? Is it five go- games in a row? Five in a row, yeah. That's crazy. I Massive. Them top eight, so. Yeah. Nice. Rioli, it's... two goals, three. Charlie Dixon, two goals, two. Darcy Burton Jones, two goals, one. Uh, Darcy Parrish leading disposals, 37. Connor Rosie, 29. Though. Zach Butters, 28. Yeah, a lot of the power mainstays overran them in the end, but man, oh man, I would have celebrated a draw like a win if Phillips had have gotten that. Power Shot just keep 50. rolling on. The, the, yeah. the electricity's running rampant through them at the moment. That's five stays of execution for Ken Hinckley right there. Yeah. Could double that. Maybe. Interesting to see what their run is for the next couple of weeks. Uh, also on the weekend, Collingwood uh, were victors by 29 points at the MCG Sunday afternoon, 11-11-77 to 6-12-48. To be honest, this was a disappointing game from both sides, I really think. Uh, s- scrappy game. Really scrappy. My check might have kicked goal of the year, though. Uh, five as well, didn't he? Yeah. I, th- I still think maybe um, um, Will Ashcroft's got him covered. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was a sure. bit of a, uh, um, well, was a tap-in. <laughs> it was a tap-in. It was, it was very much a soccer play, that, as yeah. well. It was the goalkeeper but as how well. How often do you see that in no, footy? That's why bizarre. I think it's a contender. What do you say, Jerry? You barely see that, but I still, I'm backing Ashcroft. Or Charlie Cameron? Ooh. I'm trying to remember which one. Which uh, one. It was the ankle. It was Rick. It was the one that ricocheted off his ankle. I know. I'll need to see it again. Oh, All right. yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, th- I think it was pretty sloppy from both games. No one could kick. The... Oh, so frustrating for Sydney supporters. I reckon yeah. so much. So long they had the ball and they couldn't enter it in their fifty. Just kept coming out and going back, and then the same play would happen again. Um, so to be honest, I think if Sydney actually got on the score sheet a bit more. Um, Collingwood might have been in a bit more trouble, so they get away with that one, Collingwood, I think. Yep. Uh, I'm, I don't need to say it. Sam said it on Friday. He's joined the train, I think. But, uh, yes, interesting, disappointing, underwhelming, scrappy football. And they say football's in a great position right now. My backside. North Melbourne versus St Kilda, everybody. Oh, no, Jerry. Jerry. He couldn't get a goal to after half time. Yeah, Jerry. It looks like seven straight misses or something. Yeah, it was. Well, Zuha, like had the ball open <laughs> 20 metres out and he sprayed it. So disappointing from That the bugs me a lot because I always say Zuha always shows up. <laughs> so let's put that theory to it. Nick Larky, the Silver Larky. Three Silvalaki, goals won. Yeah, he played well. Um, also, Jack Siebel, aging like fun. fun 36. Run, 36. Wow. Yeah. Sheasel, 30. Did some good things. Liam Shields, 28. Winding back to Clark. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I would say St Kilda didn't play that hot either. I, the defensive kind of plan to start off with. Mm. Isn't that just the Ross Lyon MO? Yeah, but it was just bizarre just to see it. I, I don't think Why? I were that too hot either. Well, I think the game switched now, and it's it's very attacking game plans and stuff. The old kind of defensive ways have kind of dissipated in you know the Hawthorne era and type. Mm. So, and then I mean Clarko against who's been very defensive in the past. I mean that equals in that kind of result. Yeah. Um, interesting. I always say attacking football wins. 
I don't know. Well, it's obviously more exciting to to watch. Hey, but, I'm sitting um, here as an Essendon supporter, and yep, yeah, defence doesn't always really win it, does it? <laughs> the attack. Oh, well, so that's there. round eight. <laughs> round eight. We'll go through the ladder. Collingwood sitting on top. Uh, Melbourne in second. St Kilda in third. Brisbane Lions fourth. Port fifth. Geelong sixth. Western Bulldogs seventh. Carlton hanging on in eighth spots. Essendon ninth. Adelaide 10th, Sydney 11th, Fremantle 12th, 13th, GWS Giants, 14th, Gold Coast, 15th, Richmond, <laughs> 16th, North, West Coast Eagles, and Hawthorne, bottom. There you so, go. interesting, interesting. I've developed a theory, but I'm going to need a few weeks to tinker it, so watch this space. Uh, I, th- I think we're starting to slowly see the kind of maybe eight and maybe probably the top four as kind of... Um, Maybe solidified, maybe not yet. I don't think so. Um, but uh, things are starting to shape out now, um, and it's going to be interesting over the next couple of weeks. When we come back, a bit of NBA and NHL playoffs underway. We'll go through that, and, of course, the round ball game, A-League finals, um, Premier League to talk about, and the Champions League returns this week. That's all up next on the Sports Desk in your Friday, as uh, Monday evening. <laughs> We'll get there. We'll get there. 1975, chocolate on the sports desk. And your Monday evening, it's time for some NBA finals. Ah, don't shove me. Jerry, go. Yeah, so Saturday, some big game frees. Um, Celtics defeating the Sixers 114-102. Uh, it was a carry by Jason Tatum dropping 27 and 10 rebounds and also Jalen Brown dropping 23. Joel Embiid, the MVP. Um, I don't think we announced that on Friday, but, yeah, he got crowned MVP. Good on him. Um, dropped 30 and had 13 rebounds. The Celtics were leading 2-1. That's since changed. We'll touch on that soon. And the Suns defeating the Nuggets 121-114. to 114. That was a Devin Booker and KD show with Booker dropping 47 and Kevin Durant dropping 39 and Jokic with a triple-double um, and Murray with 32. Um, and the Nuggets were leading 2-1. And then on Sunday, the Heat defeat of the Knicks, 105-86. to Butler with 28. Adebayor, 17 and 12 rebounds. Um, they lead 2-1. And then the Lakers, a uh, bit of flashback Friday, is kind of um, winning... 127 to 97. That's a big win with LeBron James and Anthony Davis combining with 21 and 25 points. So, could be a 2020 um, playoffs type run again. So, they lead 2 1 against the Warriors. And in today's matches, um, a bit too early for me to wake up, unfortunately. It was 5 30. Sixers, my boys, defeating the Celtics 116 to 115 in overtime. So, James Harden with 15 seconds to go. Got the pass from Joel, corner free to win the game. So he had 42 points, 9 assists and 8 rebounds, uh, winding back to the clock, and Joel with 34 and 13 rebounds. Um, so it's back to 2-2, um, heading back to Boston. So it could be game seven. Um, you know, I'm still backing my boys. If we can be competitive next game, possibly take it. Um, we'll see how we go. And then... To round it off, the Suns defeating the Nuggets 129 to 124, with KD and Devin Booker combining again with 36 points um, each. Jokic um, he had 53 points, um, and as we spoke earlier, some controversy. But 
now the Suns and Nuggets are 2-2, so both um, East Ham and West Series are 2-2 tied. Um, and then there's a few matches on tomorrow, so the Heat and Knicks um, and Lakers and Warriors. And also Wednesday, back to the Celtics, Sixers and Nuggets and Suns. So these playoffs are heating off. It's, it's not just um, teams getting swept 4-0, so that's what we like to see. Yeah, what, what do you... Like, very unexpected, like... Is that a big scalp? The Knicks only... I mean, granted, the Heat are leading 2-1, but uh, he, yeah. he would be a big scalp, right? Yeah, it would be with Jimmy Butler playing so well. But I think because he missed that game with the Knicks won ever since um, he's been back. Like, it's been 20 points, like, comfortable wins. So, yeah, and I'm still interested with that Lakers and Warriors playoffs game because Stephen Curry, he hasn't been, like, um, tearing it up as such to previous years like last year, so... Have to wait and see with that game. Do you have a prediction right now? With all the games? Uh, with the Warriors. With the Warriors, I think they'll go down in probably six. Um, no chicken for that? <laughs> chicken. Oh, I think Sam was teasing the chicken just then. Or he's, <laughs> yeah, he's pulling a funny face, but uh, he's uh, holding off for a second. Uh, and uh, you, so you, what about the 76ers? I reckon you, you confident? both games, the Sixers and the Suns, will go to seven. I yeah. think the Nuggets will take it in seven, and I'm going to back my boys to cause an upset. We'll, but, we'll win in seven. But did you say these finals seem pretty open compared to maybe re- recent years? What he was, yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty open because last year the Warriors, um, they won in the final like 4-2, and it's pretty comfortable during um, the early semifinal stages for them. So this year it's a lot closer, and I feel like it'll be game sevens um, even for their conference finals, so... Have to wait and find out. Exciting stuff in the NBA. Time for some NHL. Well, when we left you uh, last Monday afternoon, I was saying the next day will be Game 7 of the Devils v Rangers. Uh, Devils won 4 nothing, And in the immediate aftermath, well, actually, I think it came out not too long ago, that the Rangers coach, Jared Gallant, has mutually agreed to part ways after two seasons with the clubs. That's quite interesting. Uh he, he, that was his second year as a Rangers coach, and the previous year he took him all the way to the conference final. Shame it hasn't worked out. When we had let, or furthermore, we talked about how the Florida Panthers, Pan, Panthers, I, I always mistake them for the football team, Florida Panthers took took the scalp of the playoffs, eliminating the Boston Bruins, the record-breaking Boston Bruins, and now they're breaking the hearts of the Toronto Maple Leafs who won their first playoffs since 2004 by currently sitting 3-0 in the uh, in their playoff series of the second round, defeating them 4-2, 3-2, and 3-2 in overtime in Game 3. Also in the Eastern Conference, Carolina Hurricanes are taking on the uh, Devils, who uh, qualified by defeating said New York Rangers. That's a shame. They're my second team. Carolinas currently sit 2-1 ahead of the New Jersey Devils. However, t- earlier today, New Jersey Devils did defeat Carolina on their home turf 8-4. to Interestingly, though, Carolinas, three of their four goals came shorthanded. In the Western Conference, one I've been paying very strict attention to because Seattle Kraken is still surprising and delivering a few scalps, currently sitting 2-1 ahead by defeating the Dallas Stars earlier earlier today, 7-2 in Game 3. The previous results sat at 5-4 in overtime with a win to Seattle and Dallas defeating the Kraken in Game 2, 4-2. Also in the Western Conference, my Edmonton Oilers went down 6-4 to with Leon Dreisaitl kick, uh, scoring the, uh, the complete four goals for the Oilers in Vegas. They went down 6-4 in Game 1, and Edmonton came back to win 5-1 in Game 2. 
currently tying the series, and Game 3 is tomorrow. Also on Wednesday, Canes and Devils play in Game 4, so do Kraken and the Stars. On behalf of everyone here at the Sports Desk, as the Australian ambassadors of Seattle Kraken, let's go Kraken. (laughs) Uh, That's your currently weekly roundup in the NHL, Sam. Awesome stuff. When we come back, A-League, Premier League, Champions League, the round ball game uh, teeing up there. So we'll all cover that next on the Sports Desk. Check it out at Casillas on Caesars, probably. Uh, on the Sports Desk. On your, <laughs> what was that? I don't know. Uh, on your Monday evening. It is the Monday evening. We forgot to mention something uh, that we wanted to bring up, Jerry, and that was uh, Sam's been engaging in a bit of sport recently <laughs> yeah, too, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been having some trouble with the... Um Bum, is it? Uh, finger. He's oh, finger. finger. But he played pub footy, the brave little soul. <laughs> How'd it go? <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, got walloped. Oh. Uh, <laughs> opposition <laughs> had a five-goal first quarter, and we managed to squash that for the next three quarters, but it meant we only scored one goal the, yeah, the next three quarters. So a bit rough. Um, but we played back-to-back randomly, which doesn't often happen sure. very often. And, Where were you uh, playing? Victoria oh, Park. Yeah. No, where where were you playing position wise? Ah, forward. So forward. it wasn't coming down my way. Oh, <laughs> no. So I pushed up and got some um, touches in the midfield. So that was all right. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, no. Weirdly, we got a back to back game this week. So we play against the Barracudas oh, yeah. <laughs> Forty on Barracudas. Saturday. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Who's playing uh, AFL at one ten on Saturday? I don't know, but it's always funny when there's a game on at the MCG. <laughs> I'm going like two stops more to my game, so <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah, well, whatever's happening at the MCG at one ten on Saturday, just go two stops more and you'll get to witness our yeah. one and only Sam Menhennet in the forward line at Victoria Park. Oh, it's Hawthorne Melbourne at 4.35. Hawthorne Melbourne. Uh, yeah, no, you're better off going to see <laughs> Sam, I think, <laughs> seeing that one. Or find an athletics track somewhere and you'll see Jerry have a little bit of a run. Yeah, how's that going, Jerry? Right? Yeah, so I had Lakeside 10 at Albert Park, 9 a.m. on Sunday. Oh, jeez, it was freezing. Um, oh, yeah, that was cold. It but was anyway, cold. Um, it was a four-and-a-half-minute PB, so I ran 35.51. I was pretty happy with that because um, 10K is a bit long for me. Um, cross-country <sighs> is yeah, different, but it was just on the road, so it was pretty flat and enjoyable. Um, next up is Bendigo in two weeks' time, so uh, running around the wineries um, should be interesting. Nice. Oh, awesome. Bring back some adventures for us. And, that, and uh, yeah, tune sure. in next week for uh, Monday specifically, uh, the adventures of Sam Manhattan and pub footy. But in the meantime, <laughs> round ball game, hit the thing. Well, we're going straight into the A-League. Uh, and uh, How can you not? Western uh, United and everything. Oh, geez, well, yeah. elimination finals uh, were done and won. Uh, so Adelaide United uh, got over Wellington Phoenix 2-0. Uh, I think pretty straightforward in that game. Craig Goodwin at 19 and the 67th minute, which was a penalty. Um, and in the other game, the upset, I'd pretty say, uh, Western Sydney Wanderers went down 2-1 to Sydney FC, scoring first a penalty, uh, Schneiderlin in the 39th minute. And then in the second half, 69th minute and 80th minute, Robert Mack and Adam LaFondra. So... Wow, was he very heated in that game. Um, I think the referee lost a bit of control in that one, Chris Beath. Uh, so it was very, very feisty. Uh, but it means uh, the semi-finals have been set up, the two-leg semi-finals. So Melbourne City will play at Sydney FC. The first leg um, uh, from Sydney uh, will be on Friday, the 12th of May. This is coming up. And Adelaide United will play Central Coast Mariners on the 13th of May. 7.45 and the reverse will be the following weekend. So, interesting. Uh, big game, Sydney FC. 
Is that a rematch um, from last year's grand final? No, so last year was Western United, but uh, from the previous grand final before that was yeah. Sydney FC. So uh, interesting, interesting. I think Sydney fans will be happy about that, although they weren't there. Their main supporter base in protest of the finals being locked at Sydney, so they were not there. Okay. Uh, but the uh, Western Sydney fans are certainly making some noise in a losing game, unfortunately for them. So that is an upset. So, uh, but things-wise in the Premier League, we'll go to now. And wow, some interesting results over the weekend. We'll go through quickly. Um, uh, Liverpool and one nil over Brentford. Uh, Arsenal. Massive win over Newcastle, 2-0. Uh, I think that was a very big win from them. Only one team has been able to win at home at uh, Newcastle this year, uh, and it wasn't City. Uh, so well done to them. They uh, keep keep things alive for now. They definitely looked pretty angry and uh, ready to go. It had the sense of a final, uh, the way they were running around in the atmosphere of the game. So uh, Newcastle were probably playing for a top-four spot, but uh, didn't look near it. Um, West Ham had a 1-0 win over Man United today. Uh, still them trying to uh, battle relegation. Wolves 1-0 over Aston Villa. Tottenham 1-0 over Crystal Palace. Man City had a win on Saturday 2-1 over Leeds United. Um, and Chelsea finally back to winning ways 3-1 over Bournemouth. Uh, now they are technically mathematically out of relegation. So there you go, Chelsea fans. That's something. <laughs> uh, some, some games tomorrow. Fulham and Leicester Sydney uh, midnight tonight. Um, and tomorrow, 2.30 uh, in the morning. Brighton and Everton, 2.30. Uh, and Nottingham Forest, Southampton, 5 a.m. Fulham, Leicester. That's, ooh, how do you feel about that one, Jerry? We have to win or, oh, can I say draw? They're like, yeah, need for three points desperately. Bottom now sits Southampton, 24 points, Everton, 29, Nottingham Forest, relegation, 30. And then up there's Leeds, Leicester, uh, both on 30, West Ham, 37, Bournemouth, 39. So they're getting into a safer spot. So it's definitely Leicester, Leeds, Forest, Everton, Southampton, Mm. probably one of those. Um, Exciting. And then the Champions League is back this week, and there are some massive, massive games coming up. So, semi-final time in the Champions Leagues, of course. We've got a massive, massive first leg. Real Madrid and Man City Wednesday, 5am. I think City want revenge uh, from last year being knocked out by them. Um, They won over Chelsea, which got them through. And City, of course, won over Bayern Munich. And then we've got the massive, massive Milan-Inter All-Italian semi-final Thursday, 5am. That's going to be incredible, even just just to see that. I think that's going to <laughs> it's going to be crazy in Italy. Oh, and um, Ligon Street as well. Uh, <laughs> Ligon Street. Uh, At so, Sam on Twitter, I'm sure he'll be live tweeting along. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, second legs will be 17th of May and 18th of May, respectively, for that, and then the finals on the 11th of June. So that's almost done as well. Uh, so. Wow, I don't know how to feel about that. I think Man City need to win this. If if we're going to win it, it's going to be this year. Haaland's been too crazy not to. I, I think we've got to win it this year, and we're going to get through. <laughs> oh, he squeezed it. He chicken. squeezed it. Come on, nah, we've waited long enough I, now. I still think um, Real can knock off Man City. Oh, um, no. So give Man City some more pain. Um. <laughs> <laughs> give him more pain, you masochist, Jerry. <laughs> it's a bit harder for Champions League, so we'll see how we go. 
Yeah, well, we might have some new entrants in uh, in Champions League next year. Of course, Arsenal and a few people that finish up higher in the table. Um, but uh, I, I don't know the tip for the Milan or Inter. I really don't know the tip for that. That's going to be crazy. Yeah. Inter um, for me. Inter for you? Okay. What about you? Well, um, well I'll just go Milan. Just, to, <laughs> just the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> and that's analysis. That listeners was the sports desk. Yep, we'll be back here on Friday evening from yes. five o'clock. Um, the ever expanding Friday team. Yep, and you won't uh, need to hear Jerry and I's voices. We're growing <laughs> the family. Oscar will be joining again for his second show, and new voices on the show. It'll be great. Check yep. out your podcasts. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google, and everywhere else where you get your podcasts. And also listen live syn.org.au. Awesome stuff. This has been the Sports Desk on Sin. We'll see you soon.